Listeners love Adam Crowley. Just between you and me, I believe you're fat, ugly, dumb, and gutless. Just personal opinion. The Adam Crowley Show. When you're done with your program, we can discuss this out in the parking lot. I mean, you're here, tough guy. On ESPN Pittsburgh. You found the Crowley Show where your mom listens, and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call, or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Tell your kids, tell your wife, we're doing radio up in here. We're also giving away Steelers tickets if you've got a good Steelers rap. Steelers-Titans, 4 o'clock on Saturday. Steven wants to try his hand in rapping. What's up, man? Hey, how you doing? What man? do you got for us? All right, here we go. So just everybody know it's going to be the best one, but I ain't going to go because I live in Arizona. So somebody else can still win. So, uh, But here we are. From Lambert, Green, and Ham, they were known as a steel curtain. Then to Gildan and Woods and Blitzburg was awoken. Smash Mountain football is Pittsburgh grown like Bettis over Erlacher in the snow. You've been sitting on that one for a Dude, while. That's badass you, right you didn't there. just come up with that now. Steven. Hey, hey, you didn't say I had to freestyle it. I'm, I'm on a job site. What else am I supposed Steven, to do? Steven, that's hey, good stuff. Take an ass, stuff. man. Appreciate the call. You're setting the tempo. That was the best one we had so far. That's, that's aim for that, people. Aim for what Steven just gave us. Get in line at 412-922-2874. We're joined now by Dan Woken from USA Today, where he wrote this to start off his story. Quote, the saddest part of watching Urban Meyer's Hall of Fame coaching career devolve into a 23-page report that depicts him as a serial liar, aspiring cover-up artist, and reckless personnel manager who protected a risky employee is that human beings actually read what was on paper and concluded that he should remain as the coach at Ohio State. Dan joins us now. Thank you very much for taking the time today, Dan. Appreciate it. How are you guys? Doing all right. I I think you did a really good job of summating the whole thing in your column today for USA Today. Let's stand right there. Uh, Let's start right there, pardon me. Uh, Ohio State sees the report come out, and they choose to do nothing. Your visceral visceral reaction was what? Well, let's separate it into two parts. The first part is they announce the suspension and go right into this press conference. And, okay, a three-game suspension, it's not nothing. I think it's not a suspension that we take all that seriously, but it's not nothing. And yet... Then the press conference is over. It's a disaster of a press conference, a nightmare from public relations for Ohio State. And then 45 minutes later, we read this report. And if the report had come out prior to the press conference, that whole thing goes very differently. The questions are different. The tone of it's different. And I think the immediate reaction is different. So for me, my visceral reaction is, after reading the report, I see a very large disconnect between the way the report's written and what they concluded about Urban Meyer and the action that was taken on him. Uh, So whereas before, you look at the three-game suspension and say, yeah, it's not nothing, but it's not great. You read the report and you go, how in the world did he keep his job? Dan, if Urban knew about Zach Smith's 2009 domestic abuse problems, and then hired him in 2011 and then did not report what had happened to the athletic department, isn't that a cover-up? The, the whole thing was a years-long cover-up. It was a cover-up at every turn. It wasn't a one-time cover-up. It was 
literally his whole tenure was a cover-up. It was the strip club on a recruiting visit. It was the showing up late to work constantly and uh, missing recruiting visits that he said he went on. It was not disclosing to Gene Smith the 2009 incident when there was an allegation in 2015. It was not firing him until the trespass order was made public. It was deleting text messages, seemingly, when Brett McMurphy's story dropped on August 1st with evidence that Shelley Meyer had communicated with Courtney Smith. Uh, that is a cover-up over many years at many turns. And so, yes, uh, to sum up, there was a cover-up, and yet, for some reason, Urban Meyer is still employed today. What do you make of Urban Meyer's memory lapses? Yeah, it's very convenient. Actually, I think a lot of college football coaches will <laughs> mysteriously come down with the same affliction. Uh, you just somehow, you're taking medicine for something, and it affects your memory of, uh, things like cheating and uh, whatever else, right? I mean, that's it's a perfect affliction for college football coaches. Isn't Ohio State supposed to be a program that can get rid of an Urban Meyer and still believe that they're the Ohio State University? Shouldn't he be expendable because they're bigger than him? Well, that's what I wrote today, and it's what I had thought of Ohio State, is this is a school that has won continuously for 50 years. Uh, there's not been, even Alabama, Texas, USC, they've all had dips. Ohio State's never had a big dip. And they've won big under, like, four different coaches during that time span. So, you know, when you're the kind of program that can pluck a guy out of one double A and Jim Trussell, and he becomes a legend and wins the national championship, uh, I would think you could survive with the next coach. But... Clearly, Ohio State now in 2018 believes that Ohio that they need Urban Meyer more than Urban Meyer needs Ohio State. Dan Wilkin joining us from USA Today Sports. Uh, Dan, uh, when Urban Meyer was asked about uh, the wife of Zach Smith, Shelley Smith, uh, his apology was not an apology. I mean, there are. A hundred different things, I think, that you can point out from the way the press conference went down yesterday, but that's the one that kind of resonated with me maybe the most. Well, I think it resonated with everybody. It's the moment from that press conference that uh, became viral on social media and that people are going to remember that Urban Meyer had an opportunity to show empathy and to uh, express some sort of remorse and uh, put Courtney Smith and what she's been through in a different light and show some uh, heartfelt words uh, or show at least the capability to uh, be sorry for, uh, for, for her sake. Instead, he said, I'm sorry we are in this situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, equating his own problems, his own uh, circumstances with a woman who was very likely beaten by her husband over a period of years and really in a scary relationship with him. So, uh, yeah, it was a total disaster, a total failure, especially when you think that Urban Meyer had surely a long time to prepare and understand that a question like that was coming, and that's the best he could do is a stunning lack of of self-awareness. 
He must have forgot how to prepare. Uh, Dan Wilkin joining us here from uh, U.S. State Today Sports. When will coaches learn that they can keep their jobs? Urban Meyer would be there forever, and I guess he still will be. But if they just report these things, if they just take care of human decency, if you win, you're not going to get let go ever as long as you just report these things. It's mind-boggling to me that time after time, situation after situation, coaches think that they're so powerful that they're not going to get found out by good journalism. Right, and in this situation, I think what you have to look at is just from a risk management standpoint, Urban Meyer totally failed with Zach Smith. Uh, Every day that he showed up to work at Ohio State, Urban Meyer had to be sitting there asking himself, what if this, whatever it was, whatever crisis Zach Smith was in at that time, what if this gets out? What if this becomes public? What if this escapes the, the walls of the Woody Hayes Center? And all, any of it, any of those things would have been a disaster for him to deal with, would have been embarrassing for Ohio State, would have exposed the university to all sorts of potential problems from a human resources standpoint. And yet Urban Meyer at every turn did nothing other than issue a stern warning. So... In that regard, that's just at the bare minimum, throw everything else out. At, at a bare minimum, Urban Meyer was a terrible personnel uh, man in terms of understanding the risk he was bringing to Ohio State University every single day. Ohio State Athletic Director Gene Smith's been around now for what amounts to a couple of scandals. How's that guy still have his job? Yeah, although I will say this, and I'm not trying to defend Gene Smith in the least, but of all the people in the report, I mean, at least at least in his role, um, he had advised Urban Meyer to fire Zach Smith at one point. And Gene Smith, uh, Urban didn't disclose to him the 2009 incident. And so I, I have to believe, based on reading that report, if Urban had disclosed the 2009 incident in 2015 when – everyone became aware of the allegation, I think you can at least reasonably conclude that that Gene Smith's alarm level would have been raised Mm -hmm. to the point where Zach Smith had to have been fired then. So there was clearly a lot that Urban didn't tell his boss, which I don't necessarily put on Gene Smith, although absolutely at the end of the day he's, he's responsible for what happens in his department. Does it bother you that Tressel was fired and Urban wasn't, given the difference in the offenses there. Well, I, I know what you're getting at, absolutely. Um, however, uh, that was different in that, that the NCAA had leverage over Ohio State with, mm. with the Jim Tressel thing. He had uh, committed an unethical conduct violation that was going to be very severe. And in that situation, the NCAA has the option to just pile on top of you sanction after sanction after sanction after sanction until they make it so debilitating to run your program that it's just easier and cleaner to fire the coach. So I think that accounts for the difference in the way those two things were handled. Here, the NCAA doesn't have an in on the situation. There's nothing the NCAA can sink its teeth into here from a bylaw standpoint. So it's just an Ohio State decision. It's a local 
decision, not something being driven by an investigation out of Indianapolis. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I was going to ask you what the NCAA's responsibility is here. Um, is, is that something that's going to change? Should the NCAA have the ability to go in and, and reprimand schools for things of this nature? It's a very slippery slope. It's a, it's, uh, we saw with the Penn State situation, when the, when the NCAA goes outside of its, its realm, when it goes outside the bylaws, uh, it, it opens up a can of worms that I, I think can be problematic. Um, although I will say, I mean, maybe it's a new day. The NCAA with this basketball stuff, you know, changed some policies and, and, and gave their enforcement division more power. So uh, I, I, it's one I'm conflicted on. I mean, I think the NCAA probably, just given how ineffective it is at times, is better off just sticking to what it does semi-well or what it knows. And this seems to be maybe outside the scope of, of what it can effectively do. Dan, really appreciate the stuff. Uh, we love your work. Uh, thanks for coming on, and maybe we'll do it again sometime. All right, anytime. Just call me. Thanks. Thanks a lot. That's Dan Woken from USA Today Sports. That is the last point there, something I want to address. The NCAA doesn't have anything, and his exact quote was, to sink its teeth into there. And the Penn State scenario was a slippery slope, and it created almost this precedent where the NCAA is going to come in and attack football programs for things that weren't that aren't NCAA violations but more or less human right violations but the problem isn't when they're I don't think reprimanding schools for what Sandusky did I don't think the problem would be if you came in and reprimanded Ohio State here the problem then becomes the NCAA investigating just anything an athlete has a couple too many beers and he gets an underage. And what does the NCAA come in and do they handle that? Do they suspend? And then you're going to find that you're going to see the NCAA throwing darts at that and, and people are going to poke holes in it because one player gets suspended this, one player gets suspended that. It becomes the NFL. So I actually do understand where Dan's coming from there. Uh, really good stuff from him. And he took them to task today in the USA Today. And we said this last week. That Ohio State, the Ohio State University, fired Woody Hayes. They fired Jim Trestle. Coaches who won national championships, you can't fire Urban for this? You can't? And while Zach Smith, Zach Smith, to me, did, he did present danger to those student-athletes. He did. The affair that he was having. The sex toys, the pictures, things of that nature, that does, that does show me that he was a danger to that university. If at the very least a huge distraction, you know, and, and, and making life tough for the entire organization. Right. I got kind of got caught up there, but Urban, <laughs> I got stuck. There's so many things going on in my head. Urban Meyer covered for that guy at every turn, every turn. And there are children i think they're children you're 18 your you're children you're making the decision to go to ohio state that have to deal with that guy on a daily basis and he keeps them there and and beyond that the lying is it was just insane and when do these the guys top. when do these guys get it when do you get it when do you realize that you will not get away with this crap 
Like if you're if you're covering stuff up in today's day and age with the way social media is, with the way media is, you're going to get found out if this kind of stuff is going on. So these people need to just fess up, and I don't care if you're friends with them or whatever, but this kind of crap's going on at your school. you got to get rid of this just to save face. Otherwise, you're going to get trapped, and you're going to be dragged through this sort of thing, just like Urban Meyer. He should know better. He should know better, and we see it all the time with power. Uh, we, we see what's yep. going on with the Catholic Church. Yep. When there's power, people think that no matter how they handle the situation, that they can get away with it. And all these coaches, until they start to realize that they can't get away from it, get away with it, they're going to keep doing it. If Urban gets fired yesterday, the next coach might think twice. Right, right. But now the precedent's been set. Oh, I can lie. I can screw around. As long as I've won enough, they can keep me around. Just suspend me. Yeah, what's three games when he can call in an anonymous number and go, hey, we're on this. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. Exactly. Let's go to Kevin. He wants to rap for Steelers tickets. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on? Let's hear it, baby. Yeah, all right. So, here we go. I got winning on the brain, so I call the killer beast like Wu Tang. Then Bell and Brown ready to whip that ass in the air with the ground. Don't forget about the D. They ain't sweet like lemonade. They be ready to go hand when they hear the renegade. Take the number seven while shitting on the lead. Black and yellow is the colors that we bleed. Did you just say pooping on the lead, <laughs> Kevin? Is that what you said? That's what I said. All right, we don't care, but nobody else do it. That was pretty good, man. Thanks for the call. 412-922-2874. I like the use of renegade just to take attention off the obvious. Yeah. The rhymes be flowing, baby. We got that, right, Tom? Uh, <laughs> you dumped that, right, Tom? Okay, cool. We did. I yeah, he dumped it. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're set. <laughs> Coming up next, you can wrap for Steelers tickets. And we've also, we're going to take a break from Urban Meyer briefly for the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by To Be Determined. The Pittsburgh Steelers be deucing on the league. It's the Crowley Show. He's Pittsburgh born, and we like him that way. What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere. This is the Adam Crowley Show. Cinderella boy. On 970 ESPN and now on 106.3 FM. Thanks to Dan Walken for joining us from USA Today Sports. We've got Brett McMurphy, the guy who broke the entire Ohio State story, joining us at 620 today. A huge get, all done by me. No help from Tom. We're also giving away Steelers tickets today on the show. In order to win the tickets, we need to hear a Steelers rap. Titans, Steelers, 4 o'clock Saturday. We'll get to Paul Dog in a moment, but Brian will show you how it's done. Another one here. Ready? One. All right. Another one. Let me, uh, let me get DJ in the mood. DJ Khaled. Nice. All right, here we go. Nice. Ready? Be lamb. <laughs> ben drops back and Bell all on the move, waiting all patient and looking all smooth. Lev grabs a ball and shoots through the hole. Six points up, then a boss field goal. Heading to Atlanta for another Super Bowl. One Mullen buddy for the black and gold. Damn it. You had like a Will Smith vibe going on. Yeah, there. I was the going Prince off. Of yeah, I was going yeah. Parents just don't understand there. Yeah. It's wild that Brian <laughs> actually has variations of rap that he can go to. Mine always sounds like a stupid ass poem. Yeah, I'm just I'm feeling out artists. That's like my muse. Like I'm thinking Will Smith when I'm writing it. Like early on, I was a little DMX in it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Why are you laughing at me? I can't know that. I didn't know. You guys are typecasting. You guys are stereotyping right now. I didn't know that you <laughs> didn't know that you had that in there. Got it in there. Does Paul Dog have it in there? Let's hear it, Paul Dog. Uh, here we go. Black and yellow, black and yellow. Oh, we know that one. Black and yellow. Let's get ready for a fight. Black and yellow. Baby blue and white. Baby blue and white. Baby blue and white. Oh, that doesn't even sound right, right? <laughs> Have you ever seen a Titan in Nashville? I don't remember seeing the Titan in Nashville, but they do have a zoo. Oh, wait, a zoo. What you say, zoo? Zoo? The Nashville kangaroos? Nashville kangaroos, yeah, Nashville kangaroos. That's what they should be called, the Nashville kangaroos. But don't call them Joey's, because we got the porter. Yeah, he's the sack it up, made to order. That's right. 784. In the 412, it's 784. In the 412, 26 what? 26 who? Ding dong, touchdown. That's all I got. <laughs> I, I think that's the leader of the clubhouse, right? Do, am I too far to say that? Absolutely right on. I think that's the absolute leader in the club. Paul Dong is going to take Paul in the Steelers Dog. and the Nashville Kangaroos. Paul Dong put tears in my eyes. Oh, man. That's badass, Paul Dog. That took some yeah. guts. You didn't write that down either, did you? <laughs> if, he did, if he did, it sucked. <laughs> but if you freestyled that, that's awesome. That was, uh, that was about 30 seconds of thinking. <laughs> Paul Dog, my God. Paul Dog, you're in the lead, man. Good luck with those tickets. Thanks, man. 412 The... Number to call if you can outdo Paul Dog in a rap battle. Good luck with that. The Steelers against the Tennessee Kangaroos. As if there aren't zoos in Pittsburgh. As if we don't have our own damn zoo. My favorite part was how he kept going, zoo, zoo, trying to, he would repeat words while he was thinking of the next word to rhyme with it. And then it's, oh, kangaroos. Yeah, <laughs> they should be called the kangaroos. Don't call them Joey's because we got a porter. <laughs> Is that what it was? <laughs> Black and, or blue, baby blue and white, baby blue and white, baby blue and white. Oh, that doesn't sound right. He goes, that doesn't sound right. Right. <laughs> Call us up for your chance to win Steelers Titans tickets this weekend. All we got to do is hear your Steelers rap, and it does not have to be that long. That was the Dak Prescott penis of rap <laughs> songs right there. It was just longer than anything else that we could possibly have conceived. I didn't feel like stopping it, did you? Once it was going, I wasn't getting in its way. I needed him to keep going. Mm, my gosh. Michael Truett tweets, at underscore Adam Crowley, this current rapper you have on the air sounds like Dr. Soyce. It is Dr. Soyce, by the way, not Dr. Seuss. 412-922-2874 if you want to rap and go to the Steelers game on Saturday against that team that wears the baby blue and white. Tom, what time is it? You don't know. You don't know. You know? And now it's time for the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by To Be Determined. The team in the black and yellow, black and yellow, you know the colors, black and yellow, signed Vince Williams to a four-year deal, reportedly worth $20 million. That team that wears the black and yellow, 
black and yellow. You know what I'm talking about. Black and yellow signed Chris Boswell to a five-year deal, also worth a reported $20 million. That'll make Chris Boswell one of the top-paid kickers in the game. It is money for Vince Williams along the lines of a backup inside linebacker. Anybody who wants to get mad about the Vince Williams signing doesn't understand ball. I'm just going to put it bluntly that way. It's not that the Steelers want him to be the future at the inside linebacker position. It's that they want to ensure that they do have a future at the inside linebacker position. And there's a difference there. If they draft a guy, Vince Williams is the future at backup. If they draft a guy and he gets hurt or doesn't work out, then Vince Williams can start. We know he's good enough to start. He's not a great player. Good enough to go out there on Sundays if you need him today. To do that, I meant to say. Because I got this tweet from Scott. The show is not tolerable today. Almost as bad as Le'Veon's album. <laughs> what, the bad raps? The raps are great! If that if that didn't make you laugh, Scott, you just don't get funny. Scott's really fun at parties. He's not. Everybody loves him there. I'm sure he's the life of it. Come on, lighten up, dude. The Steelers put up a plastic tarp today at practice to protect the facility, or pardon me, UPMC Rooney Sports Complex, from view of drones. That is some next-level paranoia right there. Gotta make sure that drones aren't being flown by to spy on practice, although would anybody put it past Bill Belichick? I would not. Ben Roethlisberger said the Steelers will run more no-huddle this year than ever before. Who's Ben going to blame then? If Ben's calling the plays and he throws a pick, who's he going to blame? That tells me that the Steelers actually aren't going to run that much no huddle this year. And if Ben does call the plays, will he call quarterback sneaks? Big time question. Is that in the playbook this year? Will the Steelers be more efficient in short yardage? I'm all about up-tempo offense. It works at every level. As long as you're conditioned well enough and you've got a smart enough signal caller, you can carve defenses up and keep them on their toes and make sure that they don't change personnel packages if you can run the no hurry or the no huddle offense. Now, hurry up and no huddle are different. No huddle means you go to the line, you survey the defense, you make the calls. Hurry up is bang, 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 bang. I imagine there'll be a little of both. TJ Watt told Dale Wally that the shift to the left will mean big things for him this year. I do like the matchups he'll get. And for the first time all camp, he's practiced, well, for the first time since camp, he's practiced in back-to-back days. He put the pads on. Good to see for T.J. Watt. I think he's going to eat up right tackles this year. There are good right tackles in this league, don't get me wrong. But it's a much more fortuitous matchup for him on that side than it is against the left tackle. Whereas I think Bud Dupree, I think he's better served Dealing with the left tackle. James Franklin was named the most overrated coach in college football not that long ago by his peers in CBS Sports. And it got me to thinking, is Narduzzi overrated? How is he rated? Some Pitt fans are over the moon about this guy. Other Pitt fans think he's just a guy. Is he a good coach? I think he's a good coordinator. But I don't know if he's a good head coach. In 2017, Pitt was ranked 66th in total defense, despite a certain shirtless person telling me in a pre-show meeting that Pitt had to have been in the top 30 in total defense last year. In 2016, they were 98th in total defense. 
Now, in 2015, they were in the top 30, but they're going in the wrong direction. From 8 and 5 to 8 and 5 to 5 and 7, that ain't good. But it depends on your expectations for Pitt. If he can routinely sit at 8 and 5, then he'd be a great coach for the program. If he can't, if he only scratches 8 and 5 from time to time, if that is the upper echelon of what he's able to do, not good enough. But as a defensive guy, he's got to be better on that end than he has been. That's the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by To Be Determined. Woo! As I mentioned, Scott tweeted, the show is not tolerable today because of the Le'Veon Bell album. I want to... He said almost as bad as the Le'Veon Bell album. I want to see... Almost. He unfollowed me, too. So I want to see... If this guy's an Ohio State fan, I'm going to dive in on that. Oh, you're, you're, oh, I see what you're saying. No, he's hit me up a couple of times with a hashtag H2P, so he's a pick guy. Maybe he just doesn't like the rap that all Ian's putting out there. But he's not the only one that's been critical of the Crowley show lately. I got a long, really? ass, offensive email just today. Really? Yeah. And I'll read it on the air when we come back. Your calls at 412-922-2874. All you got to do is rap. And be good at it. And you get tickets, two free tickets, to Steelers-Titans on Saturday. It's the Crowley Show. He may be a degenerate, but he's our degenerate. Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. The Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. Baby blue and white. Baby blue and white. Baby blue and white. That doesn't even sound right, right? We are giving you an opportunity to win Steelers tickets for free. And this isn't one of those things where it's random, where you call up and we say, 15th caller gets the pair of tickets to Steelers-Titans on Saturday at 4. No, you can actually earn this. You call up, you give us your best Pittsburgh Steelers rap. All we're looking for is like 10 seconds or two bars. And our man, Paul the Dog... Or Paul Dog, he called up in the last segment, and he's got this thing right now in the bag, unless you can dethrone him. It was unbelievable. Black and yellow, black and yellow. Oh, we know that one. Black and yellow. Let's get ready for a fight. Black and yellow. Baby blue and white. Baby blue and white. Baby blue and white. Oh, that doesn't even sound right, right? Have <laughs> you ever seen a Titan in Nashville? I don't remember seeing the Titan in Nashville, but they do have a zoo. Oh, wait, a zoo? What'd you say, zoo? Zoo? The Nashville Kangaroos? <laughs> Nashville Kangaroos, yeah, Nashville Kangaroos. That's what they should be called, the Nashville Kangaroos. But don't call them Joey's, because we got the porter. Yeah, he's a sack it up, made to order. <laughs> That's right. 784. In the 412, it's 784. In the 412, 26 what? 26 who? Ding dong, touchdown. That's all I got. So by good rap, what we mean is you have to entertain us. And that absolutely entertained the hell out of us. Just put something entertaining out there. (laughs) Just make it fun. That's it. That's the only criteria. 
is the number. Kangaroo to Joey to Porter to Sacks on the field. <laughs> I mean. Wow. Glorious. 412-922-2874. Got a complaint from yesterday's show. This is from TJ. He emailed our station. He ratted on us? He ratted on us. It's a long one, so please all do sit down when I read this to you. Greetings. I understand the need to try to attract and hold young people. Whoa. Mm. As a result, radio and television attempt to bring in personalities and content they believe focuses on the mindset of the younger generation. Specifically, the group being targeted is Generation Y. It seems the trend on radio and television is to attract this demographic, is to present entertainers with the following attributes. One, exceptional immaturity, being rude, ignorant, sexist, nasty, insulting, and everything else normally associated with kids who are mentally five years old in maturity. An example would be Adam Crowley spending time on his show talking about Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott photos of his private parts on the Internet. There it is. If the show is supposed to be about sports, oftentimes the focus is on subjects other than sports. View my Dak Prescott example in item number one. Three, people like Adam Crowley and his radio competitor Mark Madden have the same mentality and lack of maturity on their respective shows. Both are disgraceful. When I want to listen to sports talk, I reach out to radio sports shows in other cities that have mature professionals on air. Sadly, something that is nearly impossible to find on air in my home city of Pittsburgh anymore. Four, I recall a time in Pittsburgh sports radio that all the sports stations had professional and mature on-air personalities. It was awesome to have a huge selection of high-quality talent. Those days are gone forever in favor of trying to attract the low-brow crowd Generation Y. 970 AM sports is a disgrace to Pittsburgh. Okay, let me clear something up right now. I have to clear it up. Right the frig now, okay? I'm sick of this continuing to happen when we do our show the way we want to do it. It's 9.70 a.m. and 106.3 FM in Allegheny County with a new greater signal. Available on the iHeart radio app. That is disgraceful to me. Not even getting our station correct. It's ESPN Pittsburgh. I will say this. There's some validity there to us being immature. It's not a crime. It's entertaining. But to say that we're ignorant, sexist, nasty, and insulting means he hasn't listened to the show at all. Talking about Dak Prescott's penis is immature. There's no doubt about that. Not sure how it's sexist or insulting. Unless you, yourself, TJ, are so unconfident in your own masculinity that you found yourself insulted by thinking of something that was that large. You call us sexist, JT. Or TJ, whatever the hell it is. You call us sexist. I call you ageist. In that email, I heard nothing but these young kids. These young kids. You got a problem with young kids. I'm sorry. I don't know how old you are, but I'm guessing that you probably saw a world war. Just guessing. Just hang out, man. Younger generations come up. They enjoy things. You were a part of it once. If you could remember back that far to the invention of the freaking wheel. Why do we have to take sports that seriously? Is, yeah, I... The answer is we don't have to, and that's why we don't. Sometimes you have to take things seriously, i.e. the Urban Meyer situation. Right. 
that deserves to be treated seriously. And we've spent 90% of today's show talking about it, and we will continue to do so. Brett McMurphy is going to join us at 620. There's a room for seriousness when domestic violence is a part of the conversation. And absolutely, when the President of the United States is using sports as a shield to deflect from the actual policymaking and the atrocities going on in the government, then we will take things like that seriously. Absolutely. But if the Steelers lose a football game, it doesn't mean a hurricane is going to blast through Pittsburgh. It doesn't mean that every home is going to get struck by lightning. It doesn't mean people are going to die. It's sports. We are all one day going to die. And sports being taken so flipping seriously... It's one of my biggest pet peeves when there's so many other things you could be worrying about. I mean, really worrying. And I'm an offender, too. I'm going to watch West Virginia next Saturday beat up on Tennessee. But if at any point in the game there is adversity, I'm going to lose my freaking mind. I will. But if they do lose, I'm going to go to bed next to my wife. I'm going to wake up next to her and my dog. I'm going to pet my kitties in the morning. I'm going to have my cup of coffee. I'm going to get on with my day. And so will everybody else that calls for Mike Tomlin's head and says that Dan Bilesman deserves to be fired and screams about the third string inside linebacker. We do some of that too. But for everyone else who does it and takes it so seriously as if it's somebody at their own office who deserves to be fired, things of that nature, man, you got to take it down a notch. you got to breathe. you got to realize the true... Meaning of life. You do. You, you do. do. And if I could say one more thing. When, when he says that uh, Dak, Dak Prescott's uh Dick Prescott. Yeah, Dick Prescott's junk doesn't have anything to do with um, with sports. It's in a game every Sunday, dude. Every Sunday that thing's hanging out. Just saying. It's literally the biggest thing in sports. Kevin Reevy tweets, at underscore Adam Crowley, that was definitely some funny bleep. He deserved to win. He got my vote. Over my own rap. Hashtag Paul Dog. Hashtag We Got the Porter. It's light blue and white. It's light blue and white. Yo, yo, kangaroo. <laughs> Joey Porter. Joey, Joey, we got a porter. <laughs> Get the sack. Captain Black says that email is a disgrace to us TJs. I didn't know Captain Black was a TJ. Sorry they named him after you, Captain Black. The last person who hosted this show, everything was serious. Everything was serious. And some people are going to go that way. I used to, from time to time, flip on Rusillo and Cannell. And everything they do is serious. And you flip on first take. And everything is debated as if it's a matter of national security. And this just isn't the show for that. We're not going to talk about the third-string quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, like it's end of days. Like it determines the fate of the human race. Although it kind of does if you think about it. Josh Dobbs, if he winds up playing football, he's not going to invent the Rockets that take us to Mars. <laughs> I mean, that's a, anyway, you know what? I, I will rescind my previous statement. No, no. Need to cut that dude so we can get on with moving society forward. <laughs> think about all of the stuff that goes on in the universe that we can't even comprehend. Think about the tens of billions of planets that are out there right now, and we have to treat Steelers, Titans, week three, preseason, 
who's going to play how long as if it's the end of the world. And I'm the bad guy for not doing that. Hey, TJ, how's this for disrespectful? Hey, TJ, how's this for disgraceful? Hey, TJ, how's this for insulting? You're a poo-poo head and you can eat me. How about that? Wow, man. That was harsh. Poo-poo head. You went poo-poo head. I also find that emails like this surface, but don't mention the politics that we have already talked about. Yesterday was a politic-heavy show. We talked a bunch about Donald Trump using the National Football League as a meat shield for what's actually going on around him in his office. And usually when that happens, we get emails not saying that, not saying we talked about politics, but critical of the other content. They don't want to be the guy who bitches and moans about the politics, but they want to be the guy who draws attention to something going on that they don't like. Yeah, which is kind of the same exact thing. Oh. Coming up next, your calls, 412-922-2874. You rap, you get Steelers-Titans tickets. All you got to do is call 412-922-2874 and drop some bars on us. Coming up next, in addition to that, Urban Meyer, bad guy. Still employed by the Ohio State University. Disgraceful. Crowley Show. Have you ever seen a Titan in Nashville? I don't remember seeing a Titan in Nashville, but they do have a zoo. Oh, wait, a zoo? What'd you say? Zoo? Zoo? The Nashville Kangaroos? Nashville Kangaroos. Yeah, Nashville Kangaroos. 